Welcome back to Growing in His Word. This is Joseph, and may God bless you guys. Last week, we, we were talking about uh, Jesus, you know, John chapter 7, 1 through 24, and we left off last week where Jesus' brother, <laughs> they didn't believe him. And the crazy part is, is Jesus was walking in Galilee, and he, and he, and he didn't want to, want to walk to Judah, but Judea, but because the Jews were seeking to kill him. But Jesus was went to the feast, and he and he, it was a blessing. I mean, he went there and he showed that his deity, that he was God and he is God. And so, as we continue to go about this chapter, you guys are going to be blessed. I got a lot of blessings for you today. But forgive me as the thunder roars outside. I'm out here and it's a blessing, and the rain is running down, and wow, the lightning's popping out, and Jesus is the Holy Spirit is here. Father, we thank you. In, in your name, Jesus, for your word, amen. God bless you guys. Welcome back, man. This is a blessing because I wanted to tell you the great news. So many listeners outside and on the broadcast system all over the world and believers everywhere, man. I'm getting lots of emails from California, from, from uh, everywhere you can think of. What a blessing from all over the world. And Mexico, and and you know, you may notice we have a new translator on the page in the Spanish page. It's his name is Jose Munoz, and he's a, he's he's, a, he's my translator, the Lord. But not, you know, it's he's, he does a great job. So if you guys want to click onto the Spanish side on the podcast, just click the Espanol. <laughs> Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord for the Spanish people. Amen. Jesus was going with his his unbelieving brothers. He went to him and he told them, "Listen, man." You go to the party. It's not my time. He's talking about my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. He's saying in verse 7, the world the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast, man. I'm not I'm not going up yet to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come, and he had said these things to them and he remained in Galilee. But you know, later he sneaks in. He sneaks into the feast, and so he comes into the feast, and he's, he's there, and he's you know he's he's and he's talking to the Jews, and he says, "Hey, man, my doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. And if anyone will wills to do His will, shall he shall know concerning the doctrine, where whether it is from God or whether it's from, you know, I speak of my own authority." So verse 18 said that he who speaks for himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks, but listen to this, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. Listen, 19 said, did not Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? And this is where we left off, man. We go back down to 20 and we go into the verse 22 where we go into verse 20 where the people answer and said, you have a demon who is Seeking to kill you. Who is seeking to kill you, man? Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work and you all marvel. Most surely, listen to this, most there, Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me? Because I made a man complete? Completely well on the Sabbath. Don't judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Jesus is judging 
He's the one who judges. Jesus Christ is the one who laid the foundations of the world. And when it rains, it pours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God is working, man. He's, he's working big time. He's at this feast. And He's feasting for people's souls. He's on fire, man. It's raining outside like He's raining on the land of Israel. And He's saying, come to me. Know me. Love me. Seek me. You don't need Moses. You have my Holy Spirit. And church, believers, listen to me. This is what we're going to get into. We're going to get into the Holy Spirit today. Because He's left that promise for us. Lord Jesus, by Your Holy Spirit, send Your reign upon us with Your Holy Spirit and Your love, Father. Give us Your Word today. To your, in Your name, Jesus, teach us, Father. Lord, we love You. We want to serve You. We seek You. We love You, Jesus. Father, we need You. In Jesus' name, speak to us. Amen. And God is good. Amen? <laughs> Amen. God is good. And wow, so, so the Lord is working, man. He's, he's, he's rounding up His disciples. And He's saying, look, check it out. He's saying, could this be the Christ, they're saying. Verse 25 says, now some of them from Jerusalem said, is this not He who they seek to kill? But look, He speaks boldly. And that's what we need to do, believers. We need to be bold. We need to be bold about Jesus. We need to be bold wherever we go. And they saw nothing to Him. Listen, and, and, they, and they say nothing to Him. Do not the rulers know indeed that this is truly the Christ? Verse 27 says, However we know where this man is from. But when the Christ comes, no one knows where He is from. Wow. He's from heaven. Verse 28 says, Then Jesus cried out as He taught in the temple, saying, You both know Me, and you know where I'm from, and I have not come out of Myself. But He who has sent Me is true, whom you do not know, but I know Him, for I am from Him, as he, and He sent Me. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Therefore they sought to take Him, but no one laid hands on Him, because His hour had not yet come. Jesus Christ was preparing to die for our sins. He was preparing to die on the cross for our sins. He was preparing salvation for humankind. And verse 31 says, And many of the people believed in Him. Many. Doesn't say all. It said, When the Christ comes, He will do more signs than these which the man has done. Verse 32 says, The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things. David wanted, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him away. Now listen to this. Then Jesus said to them, these are the officers, I shall be with you a little longer than I, than I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Then the Jews said among themselves, well, where does he intend to go? That we shall not find him. Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? And what is this thing he's, he, that he said? You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. And this is where we begin a new journey, believers, podcast, podcast listeners. Listen to this. 
This is the most promising thing in the whole Bible. I'm so excited about it because this verse, this chapter is for the world. This whole, this is my whole life. This is what it really means. This is where I believe the church missed the mark today. Most churches have dropped the ball and they've missed the mark. And you're thinking, what do you mean, Joseph? It's true. He missed the mark. The churches have missed the mark. They're all stuck in a house now. No one can go to church. Well, what are you saying? You're judging us? No, I'm not saying I'm judging anyone. I'm saying that God has allowed the churches to be stuck in a house and they cannot go out and they cannot gather anymore. Why? Because, listen, because they never allowed the Holy Spirit to totally move. They have taken the Holy Spirit, the helper. Jesus Christ said that would be there in Luke chapter 28, verse 50. The Holy Spirit, the all-powerful Holy Spirit that God left us. They've stripped the working of the Holy Spirit in the churches. This is the real fact. Listen. The Holy Spirit is where we have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's his deity. Jesus is claiming his deity here. But he's saying, listen, I'm relating it to the Holy Spirit. The benefits of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need to put on and receive the Holy Spirit. God speaks these things and they're prophetic Jesus is speaking of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and how they are three in one. And three of them are cooped. The three in one are cooped together. They're, these are the personalities of God. The gifts of the Spirit. The diversities in the gifts. Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says the gifts of the Spirit and diversity of the gifts. It's the same Spirit. It's the same Lord Jesus. But the operation of the gifts are the same. What are you saying? They come to church, a lot of these churches. Not all of them. Not all of them. Don't send me any nasty emails. But they come to church and they read a script. It's not about the script. It's the Word of God. It's Jesus Christ's Word. It's the power of God that transforms lives. It's the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians verse 13 to 14. It's the grace of the Lord. It's the communion with the Holy Spirit. The love, the grace, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. These are one of, this is one of the personalities of God. And we've kicked it out of the churches. This is why. Acts chapter 5 talks about the Holy Spirit. How it's said to be God. When Ananias and Sapphira held back the money from the church and they lied to the Holy Spirit. They lied. Peter ran in there and said, Hey man, you held back some of the money. It wasn't the money. It was the fact that they lied to the Spirit. Nasty little filthy lies. This is what they've done to the churches. And God allowed him to die. Ananias and Sapphira. Peter said the Holy Spirit three times in Acts chapter 5. Why has Satan filled your heart? And the Holy Spirit is God. You lied to the Holy Spirit. Listen. This is the facts. 
Jeremiah in the Old Testament talked about. It said in Jeremiah 31, verse 31, it says, The new covenant, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Hebrews 10, 15, quoted Jeremiah 31, 31. Listen. We need to let the Holy Spirit be the witness in our life. This is the new covenant. This is the proof. The Old Testament says it's, it's, it's in the New Testament. Isaiah 6, 8 says it. Send me, man. When he had the vision, Isaiah, send me. But then we forget about the Holy Spirit. We forget about because we can't see the Holy Spirit working in the church and in our lives. We put on this mask. Listen to this. Jesus is at the feast and he's telling them, why do you want to kill me? My word isn't from you, it's from God. You don't know. And most churches don't know the Holy Spirit. And no, I'm not getting all into the whole spiritual, spiritual. No, that's not what I'm talking about. No. We're talking about Second Peter, man. We're talking about chapter 1, the prophecy. Verse 19, it's the Holy Spirit who led men to speak words of prophecy. And God uses these men. But these men don't want to be used today on the pulpit. They want to be used by a figuratory tickle my ear message. Nobody wants it. We don't want the money. Send your donations to your kitchen. Keep your money. Feed the poor. We don't want it. Jesus is saying, we don't want your money. We want your fellowship. Konania, your fellowship. Jesus is saying, the gifts of the Spirit and the diversity of the gifts are free. He's saying, you don't need to spend any money here. Listen. Listen. This is it's gonna get it's gonna get real here in a minute. Listen. Uh, Acts chapter twenty eight, verse twenty five, Paul's in Rome. He's in he's in prison. He's in prison. People are locked up, man. Paul's, Paul's wanting to witness to the Jews. He had a fire for the Jews. He shared scriptures with them. Some of them wanted it. Some of them don't. But this is what we're talking about. Jesus cried out and he taught in the temples. They say, we know where this man's from. Verse 27. John chapter 7, verse 27. However, we know where this man is from, but when the Christ comes, no one knows where he is from. Then Jesus cried out and he taught them in the temple saying, you both know me and you know where I'm from. I have not come from my, by, of myself, but he who sent me is true whom you do not know. Listen. Listen to this. Listen. Verse 35 says, Then the Jews said among themselves, Where does he intend to go? That we shall not find him. He, they still don't get it. Does he intend to go to this dispersion among the Greeks? No. And teach the Greeks? What does this mean? That he, that he said, You shall seek me and not find me. Where I am you cannot come. Verse 37 is going to sum it up. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts of me, 
Let him come. Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow a rivers of living water. But this is he who who spoke concerning the Spirit. Listen. The Spirit. People think to themselves, why does he keep talking about the Spirit? Because we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is why we need to stop and ask ourselves, have we really received the Holy Spirit in our life? Are we walking in the Holy Spirit? Are we being directed by the Holy Spirit? Or are we trying to direct the Holy Spirit? Or do we know the Holy Spirit? Do you? Do you know Jesus? Do you know that He is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Echad, one. He's three and one, three distinct characters. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to read something to you. We're going to end here, but I'm going to go to something. Listen. This is going to be interesting. I said, God, what do you want me to preach about today? And you know what he tells me? He says, Joseph, listen. It's funny because therefore in 40 says, verse 40 says, Therefore many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, Truly, this is the prophet. Others said, No, this is the Christ. But some said, Will the Christ come out of the Galilee? Has not the scripture said that he, Christ, comes from the seed of David? And from the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. Now some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him yet. Because it wasn't his time. Listen, it's so funny because today the churches want younger generations to carry the torch. They want these young pastors to take this torch. Listen to this. You want to know what's going on with the churches today? And why you have these problems I don't care anymore. The Lord has put it on my heart and I'm going to preach it. God has changed up a revival. Listen to me. God said, Joseph, there was a champion named Goliath. He was uh, six cubits high. And he had a span of nine feet. He was nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, a coat of armor, scales that weighed 5,000 shekels and legs of bronze. And David and Goliath was, was the story that we're talking about. We're talking about 1 Samuel 17. Listen, you're going to say, wow, what is this? This is where it gets wonderful. Goliath was huge. David was small. You're thinking to yourself... Where is this going? I'm going to give it to you real good. Listen, this is where this is going. You're going to be tripped out. David and Goliath, man, the Philistines gathered in their armies together to battle. And they were gathered at the, at, at the Soho, you know, which belongs to Judah. And they encamped between, you know, these radical places. But li- listen to this. The, you know, Saul camped. In the valley of Elah, and they and they drew up this battle, and they were, the, the 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 battle line was to meet the Philistines, and the Philistines had the hill, and they occupied it with the Israelites, and another and and they were there, and they were battling, and David and Goliath in in First Samuel seventeen, it talks about how David was just a sheep herder, 
He was the sheep kid. He was the sheep dog. He he didn't have any power. He was the sheep guy. And if we go back to First Samuel chapter 16, you can see where the distressing spirits troubling Saul. And you see where it says in verse 14, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful, player of the harp. And it was to be that he will play it with his hand and this distressing spirit from God is upon you and you shall be well. Listen, Saul goes on to battle and and and, and basically Saul is going to pick, Samuel I mean, Samuel is is is... Basically, um, in Samuel, in First Samuel, Saul is basically looking for someone to help him out here. Man, he's stressing out. He's got David plucking on the strings. He's stressing. His spirit's troubled. <laughs> he don't know what to do. It's like the church; they're troubled. They don't know what to do. They're stressed out. Pastors can't even go to the churches anymore. And preach to the sheep. The sheep herder is, 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 is David. Listen to this. God gave this to me. And he said, Joseph, preach this. Let me preach it in you. Wow, this is amazing. You guys ready for this? Get on your thinking caps. Here we go, man. David and Goliath go to battle. The Philistines are telling him, come on, punks, you want some of this? Send me one of your men. Send me one of your men, and if you kill him, we'll, we'll serve you. The Philistines were saying, we'll serve you if you come take this Goliath. David and Goliath is the best story of what's going on in this church right now. Listen, Goliath has this, David has nothing but a bag of stones. But they dressed him up pretty. David was the youngest and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. David wanted to fight the battle. He wanted to get in there, but he didn't want someone else's battle shields. He wanted what God would provide him, and that was his own, his own culture where he knew where he was. He was a sheep herder. He knew what kind of stuff that he needed to win the battle. And he was confident because he had Jesus Christ. We don't need people to tell other pastors what they need. And the Philistines drew near, it says, and it presented himself and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now for your brothers. And if I, and, the, and, and the grain, basically take the food and take it to the camp. Go find out what's going on, man. Talk to your brothers. See what's happening. Give me some news on the war that's going on, man. Everyone's scared. Oh, he went there all right. David went there all right. But he went there as a sheep herder. Like some of these uh, pastors need to be sheep herders and listen to the word of God when the Holy Spirit's speaking to them. Listen, there's a battle taking place. There's a spiritual battle taking place right now in these churches everywhere. I'm not saying anybody's guilty. Some of them. There are a lot of good churches, a lot of good leaders. There are a lot of good men that God has given in my life to learn from. But listen to this. Us younger pastors don't want to take the torch anymore from them. And you're thinking, what? Listen, 
What torch? It's time to pass the torch, not to a family member. We need to pass the torch to people who are called. God is saying, Pastor, pass your torch. You're an old man. Pass it to David. What do you mean, David? Yes, the sheep herder. He doesn't want your battle. He doesn't want, he wants the battle, but not your way. He doesn't want to battle your battles, Saul. You're thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? Listen, David was the youngest and the Philistines drew near. He was the sheep herder. Listen, he didn't have a sword. He killed him with a rock. He rolled up, he, he, he rolled up the rock. David, David was over there. They were all dreadfully afraid. So listen, we're going to get into this. Saul told David, go and the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor and he put bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail and David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I can't walk with these for I have not even tested them. So David took them off. Dude, I don't want your... He looked like a like a mouse in a big old armor of nothing walking around clunk, 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 clunk on the pulpit trying to preach something that the leader drew up. It's not anointed for the church. It's not anointed for the people. It's not anointed for the people who need Jesus. It's a relationship with Jesus, not a fake script and you ask for money and sowing in the seed afterwards. We don't want your money, Jesus says. Listen, stick to the word of God. David took off that stuff. He took off that torch and said, here, dude, I don't want your torch. He gave it back to Saul. I don't need your sword yet. What happens is when you take a leader in a church and you give them the sword and you give them this and you give them the torch and you pass your torch and you give them the armor that you've been wearing for years, he can't walk in them because you have taken him out of his culture. You have taken him out of his sheep herding place. You have taken him out of what God has called him to be. This is what we're seeing in the churches today and you better believe it. Listen to me. Listen to me. It says in verse 48, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 48. So it was when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried up and ran toward the army to meet with the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. God did it. God can do it if we wear our own spiritual armor. We don't need it. Ephesians says to guard our loins, guard our breast, our, guard our, put our spirit of salvation, our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, shot our feet with the preparation of the word of God. We don't need anyone else's armor. This is what we're saying. Stop forcing younger, our younger pastors to wear your armor. They don't need it. This is what God's saying. It's not your battle. We need the Holy Spirit now. We need the Holy Spirit. 
John 6 verse 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But they are some of you who do not believe. We need the Holy Spirit today. David went against a giant nine foot. We don't need to go against anybody. We have Jesus. Jesus is at the feast. He stood up and he stands up and he's saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the one. Then the officers came to the chief priests in John chapter 7 verse 45. And the Pharisees who said to them, who have you not brought? He says, why have you not brought him? And the officers answered, no man ever spoke like this, man. They're amazed. They're amazed. Then the Pharisees answered him, Are you deceived? No, man. Listen to this in verse 48. Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, he who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? Listen. They answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and look. For no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. And everyone went to his own house. Listen. We're living in the last days, man. The Holy Spirit wants to work in the church. But the church doesn't want the Holy Spirit there anymore. They've kicked him out. Oh, that's a bold statement. Not all the churches. Jesus is in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We are God's church. Technically, He's in us. The walls don't represent where we stand in Christ. It's not about the walls. It's about Jesus having a personal relationship with you. It's about the Holy Spirit coming in you and dwelling in you and saying, Lord Jesus, help me. Give me your Holy Spirit. Recognize the character of the Father and the Son. Because the Holy Spirit loves you. And listen to me. He wants a relationship with you. He wants an intimate relationship with you. But we have to let him in. We got to do it. The battle is not ours. It's God's. The torch must be passed on through the Holy Spirit. Not by someone else's battle. We don't need another pastor's battle. We don't need to put some young kid in there that don't know the word of God. Or who is not anointed? Jesus wants the anointed. He wants the ones who are called. He doesn't want someone that can just go to school and put a rod on it and learn and memorize scriptures. You ever see people like that? It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, Isaiah says, uh, yeah, you know, Isaiah 42, verse, you know, 5, thus says the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread them from the earth and who's which God. I don't want to hear it. Listen. They memorize verses and they cram them. We need the Holy Spirit. The Helper. Jesus loves us. But how can we allow Him to work in our life if we shut the door on the Holy Spirit? Wow. Lord, here I am. Pray that. Lord, here I am. Use me. Send me. Lord Jesus, we come before you. Father, Holy Spirit, here I am, Lord. 
Lord, here I am. Use me. Send me, Father. Show me it's your word, your will, and not mine, Lord Jesus. Give me your Holy Spirit, Father. Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. The promise, Lord. You promised, Father, and this is what we want. Give us your spirit, Lord. We, re we realize that you're, we are led by your spirit, Jesus. We want to live by your spirit and your promises. Father, you're not a liar. Satan is. You said that if we trust in you, you will give us what your desires are. Father, I pray for the churches that don't have the Holy Spirit and who are just talking the talk and reading the script. Father, we pray for those. Lord, we know that your gain, not your gain, but your change is changed the ways of the ministry now. There's a new revival taking place, Lord. It's a whole different ball game for the phonies because you're not a game, Jesus. We love you, Father God. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you guys, man. And, and uh, you know, chapter 8 is going to be talking about an adulteress who faces the light of the world next week, chapter 8. We're going to get into chapter 8, verse by verse. And we're going to talk about the Mount Olives. We're going to talk about, you know, um, how Moses commanded things that, you know, needed to be done, but God came and Satan tries to condemn. Well, we're going to get into that next week. We're going to talk about chapter 8. And thank you for coming to this podcast. And oh, wow, what a blessing it is. And growing in his word is verse by verse. And it's free. And God loves you guys. And, and, and I love you guys too. And thanks for listening.